that Keontae shit. It's Keontae shit? Mm -hmm. I'd rather have like a track. Year, damn, it's kind of hard to cut that song off. That Donnie Hathaway, that shit is a banger. That this Christmas joke thing is kind of crazy. Um, I personally think, I mean, I don't know. I feel Mariah Carey probably has a lockdown on best Christmas song ever, right? But I think that is a close second for me. This Christmas by Donnie Hathaway. That was our intro song for the day. Now, the thing is, when you look up this Christmas, um, you'll find a movie <laughs> with Chris Brown and a song with Chris Brown. Um, I like the song and the movie. Uh, I think he does justice to the song, but I think the original by Donny Hathaway is a classic. It's funny looking at like thinking about and by the way, I have been awake since five in the morning today. So I'm going to be honest, the podcast might be all over the place. We're going to try to stay focused on Christmas. So in that in that vein, I think it's hilarious thinking of like Christmas movies and the black culture versus the white culture. Like the white culture Christmas movies are like Tim Allen and ours have Medea and Chris Brown as the main characters. Like how how is that dichotomy that big? And are the Tim Allen Christmas movies actually good? Like I'm asking because I don't. I have never took, taken the time to actually watch one. Um, so y'all let me know about that. But anyway, shit, I have not even started the podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in to Keeping It Low Key. I am your host, Key, KT, Keontae, a.k.a. the Old Navy General. Um, you know my saying, uh, whatever you call me, just remember the name. But if you don't remember the name, just don't guess. I was out on a site today and someone I'm working with, um, his name is Dave. And then another lady that we were working for kept saying that his name was Richard. And then like, we'd correct her kind of, you know, try to be nice. She was like, eh, like, don't make that your personality. The person that can't remember people's names. If you don't, there are so many ways to get out of it. I'm not good with names, but I will give somebody a bud, uh, uh, Hey man, boss, uh, ma'am, you know, one of the, like, there's ways to get out of it. Um, and if they're offended, or maybe people may take umbrage to not being called their name, but I'd rather do that than not actually call like call them by a wrong name. Because it can be it can it can go south very quickly. So, um, like I said, whatever you call me, just remember the name and don't guess. Um, before we get started, damn, I am shit. Before we get I'm just pushing this intro out. Before we get started on today's episode, um, I did want to take time to everyone listening, if you guys can all take time out of your day in these coming days to send, go to the St. Jude website, St. Jude Children's Hospital website, and uh, there's a way you can go in and send a letter to one of the patients, just essentially spreading, you know, uh, love, holiday cheer, sending prayers, something like that. It literally takes two minutes. Like, it is not a huge time commitment. And even if it did take longer, like, I think based off what everyone's going through right now, we should all have the decency to to reach out and just spread love as much as we can. This is 
it felt like we were almost out of the pandemic and now we're right back in it. Um, and I think it just kind of brings back to the forefront and valuing the time you have uh, with the people you love. So just send love um, through St. Jude over to the, to those to those patients. And um, like I said, it won't take much of your time. But um, in today's episode of Keeping It Low Key, it's going to be Christmas based. I'm going to talk uh, some of my favorite Christmas TV episodes. Um, when I think you should end the Santa talk for your child. Um, we might, yeah, I guess I'll get into a little bit of sports. It's, there's no really tie in to Christmas with sports, but I, I always talk sports. And we'll talk about a few other things as well. But uh, for now, I mean, I guess fuck it. Let's get it popping. Now, starting it off with my favorite Christmas episodes of television. Um, I think if I had to start, I think my easy pick is the season two office Christmas party. Um, This is the episode where uh, Michael Scott, the boss, I mean, I'm not going to describe the office. I think everyone that's listening to this will probably have seen something, some part of the office. But Michael Scott, um, he loves uh, Ryan. Uh, the intern, I guess he is still at this point, and he gets him a uh, an iPod in the Secret Santa for Christmas. And when they all begin the Secret Santa thing, Michael Scott realizes that he spent way too much money <laughs> and decides to make it a Yankee swap where everybody essentially just, um, they mess up the order, but everybody just fights for the most expensive item, which is the iPod. Um, and then in the side of this, Jim is trying to win over or trying to reveal his feelings for Pam in this uh, secret Santa gift that he got, which is a teapot with a love letter inside of it, kind of confessing his feelings. Um, so I just think in terms of an episode, it's a 10 out of 10. Like this is prime office, prime hilarity. Fucking Michael's hilarious in this episode. Um Angela and Dwight are dating on the low, but nobody really knows yet. Maybe some people know. Maybe Jim or Pam know at this time. I can't really remember. But um, I just like watching the scene where they're doing the Yankee swap and the fucking orders, or they just like aren't following the rules. And then it just ends up with Michael not even getting the iPod. <laughs> like he ends up, everything ends up going against him. And um, the one part of this that I did want to bring up, though, is I don't know if all this was worth it for Jim. Like, looking back at these early seasons of The Office, like, listen, I love Pam. Pam is a great TV character. I think Jim and Pam are adorable, and I'm glad that it worked out. But, jeez, man, like, he was simping. Like, come on, bro. So you get her in Secret Santa. I think... If I remember correctly, I believe he traded to get her. Like, he didn't just get her off the rip. Maybe I'm wrong on that. You get her this nice-ass, like, sentimental-ass teapot. And you put a love letter in it. Meanwhile, she's dating this bummy-ass dude that works in the warehouse, Roy. And, like, not really even giving you, like... She's flirting with you, but she's really playing with your shit. And you doing all this... Like, would Jim be able to get away with some shit like this today without being called a simp and getting clowned to the point where he would just stop? (laughs) Like, imagine somebody in your office now. Like, you got a girl that works in, like, HR and a guy that works with you. 
and, and not to typecast that all girls need to work in HR. That's what I was just trying. I don't work in HR, so I was trying to pick a separate division. Um, but he's like, he comes up to you like, hey, um, so yeah, so for the Secret Santa thing, and I guess Jim didn't share this with anyone, but just imagine, you know, for the, for the analogy, he comes up to you like, hey man, I think, um, you know, I have these feelings for, for Pam. I think I'm going to put this little letter in this teapot and give it to her for Secret Santa. What do you think? I would laugh in that motherfucker's face. Like, bro, you were going to get an HR violation in five minutes for Christmas. Because <laughs> you want to send love letters. I think just the concept of the love letter, too, is like crazy to me just because of where we are. Like, everything now is, uh, I'll just text you. Like, <laughs> the love letter now is sharing a TikTok that you like. The love letter now is a, is is getting a Snapchat streak. Like we have diluted all that paper shit. Like, is somebody actually sitting and taking the time to write a letter to someone? I think you got to be a few months into the relationship. Because if you just send a love letter off rip, you come off as a creep. Like, is he planning to murder me? Why the fuck is he? Why is he writing this shit down? Like, who just has a pen and paper on them at this point? You gotta write that shit down in like the tablet on the iPad with the iPad pen. And send it. That's the only shit that makes sense now. But overall, great episode. Um, hilarious fucking episode. Definitely probably my favorite uh, Christmas episode of all of, of any show. Um, up next at, I guess, damn, I, I fucked up the list. I guess you're supposed to start at three and work down. But for number two, I actually have kind of a sleeper. Um, this is the season seven. I want to say episode 11 of How I Met Your Mother. Before I get into this episode, I kind of do need to know thoughts on how I met your mother. So when I, I think right before I got to college, I like really fell in love with how I met your mother. And then me and my college roommate watched it for years, like every, all years, all the years while we were in college, we just watched it um, repeatedly. So I, I pretty much know all the episodes of how I met your mother, but I, I didn't realize until after, like, while I was later in college, that some people actually don't like the show. Like, I thought it was one of those shows kind of like The Office where everybody, you know, everyone likes The Office. Well, fuck, that's another thing I found out is some people don't even like The Office. But, you know, some people make it their brand where it's like, if it's something popular, uh, no, I don't like, I haven't even seen The Office. Like, everybody's fucking seen The Office. You could just be scrolling through TV. If you give each, say you're just... Clicking through channels. If you give each channel like 10 seconds before clicking, you will still have seen The Office somehow. But people will always want to be like, oh, I just never, it, I just don't, it's not that funny to me. Like everyone's so obsessed with it. Because it's a good fucking show. At some point in culture, we've decided that liking stuff that everyone else likes is lame. But perhaps like being the person that is actively trying to like be so different that it's annoying that's that's lame <laughs> anyways not this is not my way of defending how i met your mother i do i don't like the ending of the show it essentially makes the show how i got friend zoned by your aunt and then finally got my cheeks back at the age of 45 to 50 um but uh <laughs> Ted is the main character of How I Met Your Mother, and Robin is another one of the main characters. Uh, Ted 
as I alluded to, gets friend zone essentially the whole show. But in this episode, Robin finds out she's unable to have kids. She finds out from a doctor. So it's a Christmas episode um, where she's essentially just roaming through um, Central Park, just thinking, hallucinating about what her kids would be like and how they would enjoy Christmas. And uh, Ted's trying to get her in the spirit, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know why she's not. But he's just trying to be a good friend. They're not together at this point. He's just trying to be a good friend and um, cheer her up. And, you know, he's offering her tickets to go home to Canada. He's just doing all these extravagant gestures. Ted, the main character of the show, that's his whole shit, especially for Robin, his, you know, his girl that he follows around, even though he's, she's not the mom. It's a lot of details. Okay. But he he's very he's pretty much friend zone with this woman, but like still loves her. And he goes completely out of his way um, to cheer her up. And at the end of the episode, after almost nothing's worked, she's now broken down and gotten drunk in the park. They actually live together at an apartment as friends. And when he gets back to the apartment, or when she gets back to the apartment, the lights aren't working. And then Ted has set up this whole light show of just Christmas lights. And it's going crazy. And... It was just a really cute moment. I like it. I think I like the episode one because I always cheer for Ted and Robin to get together. Um, Robin ends up at the end of the show marrying Barney, the like, uh, I guess the male like sex addict of the show. Um, just because I got their character, their personalities did match up a little bit more than Robin and Ted's, but I was still cheering for them. Um, but yeah, I like it. Because it kind of touches on, and I think this is a good example for now. It's like, I feel like it's very hard to get into the Christmas spirit right now. Um, Just because of, there's this feeling of dread with like how we're having to live right now. Like every time we feel like we're making steps forward with this pandemic and being almost back to normal, it just, we get like fucking dragged back. Now to the point, almost all the mass mandates near me are back. They're upping the testing. Like, I understand the symptoms of this variant are are more mild, but still, it's. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go see my grandparents again. Like, that's. That's where we're back at after, fuck, it's been two years almost of this. Um. So I like that the episode kind of touches on not being able. You know, some people are just always in that spirit. And some people are really going through some shit and can't get there. I think it's amazing how Ted as a friend, you know, isn't just so sapped up in his own Christmas thing, but is actually looking to spread it. And he maybe he oversteps. I think it is easy to overstep and just assume that everyone should just love this time of year. But um, the gestures that he pulls off, I mean, it probably would only work in a television show, but I I just like the kindness of it all. It cheers me up. I'll probably, I need to rewatch it actually to maybe it'll help boost me back into that spirit. Um, So that was number two of my favorite television Christmas episodes. Um, Number three. Now, I like to, you know, say I'm getting back into my nerd bag. Um, So here's a moment where I'm going to get into my nerd superhero bag. So Arrow, the show about the green arrow. Um, used to come on CW. Uh, there was me and my friend, Nick Marinelli, my, one of my homies, we went to school together. We would watch every episode of this fucking show. 
every episode of this show, every episode of all the spinoffs, we knew all this shit. Like we'd have actual assignments doing me and Nick would make sure we had time to watch our, watch our shows. But um, so we, this show Arrow was one of the shows that like kicked it off. And uh, I'm just laughing because our third like uh, major partner, Ryan, who's my roommate still currently, used to just like, I, I could see him just scolding us for watching these corny ass shows. And that just popped up in my head. So that's what I was laughing at. But um, this show, Arrow, is about, like I said, the Green Arrow. And this guy, Oliver Queen, his superhero backstory is uh, him and his dad go on a uh, on a yacht. Uh, the dad, it's a rich family. Um, the yacht gets bombed almost. And he's the only survivor from the yacht. And he gets, he washes up on an island, gets abandoned on that island for five years, and then is uh, recovered by the people. And then he comes back to the city, and now he's been trained for survival on this island, but nobody knows, and he becomes a Green Arrow. In this episode of um, Arrow, he is, he's been actively working as the Arrow, like a vigilante, um, trying to stop crime. But now there's like a copycat, is what they think it is. There's a guy that's wearing like dark everything all black everything all black garb just fucking people up just killing people that green arrow was already thinking about killing but he's doing it like (laughs) just like popping like he shouldn't be knowing what he knows and um i just like this episode one because uh like i said i love the superhero shit like that is my bag i'm not gonna lie about that um and green arrow the reveal of it it was a mid-season finale and the reveal of it is that the copycat Green Arrow is actually Oliver Queen, the main character. It's his best friend's dad. And I love, like, I love a twist. I will stay, if I think, there's, like, shows now kind of just base themselves off, all right, if we can keep them on long enough for the twist, I think we're in good shape. And my dumbass is always the guy that's like, all right, well, this show fucking sucks, but you know what? <laughs> It feels like something's about to get twisted up, so I'm gonna hang around, and and that's 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 what Arrow did in this in this first season. Um, the first two seasons of Arrow, I will fight for. The rest of it, I will not. Um, so those are my top three. If I had to pick, I did a little bit of research on this, and those are the three I landed on. A little, a little basic to start, and then a little unorthodox for the last one. Um, but let me know once you hear this. Kind of let me know what your favorite Christmas episodes are i think it was i was like i didn't like any of the friends christmas episodes i thought i thought the thanksgiving episodes of friends were always better than the christmas episodes personally um like the thanksgiving where they all go play football i like i love that episode but um the christmas ones like i can't even really think of a christmas friends episode off the top of my head i'm sure there's a bunch of good ones but when i googled this um to kind of refresh my brain and maybe get my brain running. I just Googled like best Christmas TV episodes. Um, Seinfeld, the strike popped up. I think, I think that's the name of the episode, the strike. Um, I have never watched Seinfeld. In fact, I've spent, I probably spent about four or five years of my life just making fun of that dumbass like background drop music. Do 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 do. Um, Cause it just sounds like, a mixture of like Scooby-Doo and a clown or some shit. Um, 
But maybe I need to check out Seinfeld. Everyone that loves Seinfeld is like, no, there's no friends without Seinfeld. It's, it's fucking hilarious. It's the show about nothing. But that, that turns me off. Like, I need my shows to be about something. Like, I need a love story in, in a show. Even if it's purely focused on comedy, I still need something on the side, right? Like, I don't just want steak. Like, I don't want just meat paws. Like, get, I need a little potatoes. Like, give me a starch. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like eating. I guess I just made that now. Yeah, I, I need a side dish. And I, I feel like that maybe I don't know enough about. Well, I know I don't know enough about Seinfeld because I've never watched it. But um, it seems to me that the show is just kind of like, you know, it goes episode by episode. And it's just every episode. Maybe they touch on running gags. But, um, you know, there's no necessarily there's no semblance of a focus on plot. Like, does the show ever really move forward is my question. Feel free to answer me. Feel free to shit on me for that. Um, I am very defensive. So if you shit on me for not watching Seinfeld, it'll just make me not want to watch Seinfeld more. So just be careful with what you with what you say. Um, but yeah, so that was favorite TV episodes of for Christmas. Favorite festive TV episodes, I think. <laughs> Today's episode of Keeping It Low Key is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Listen, the people at Jiffy Lube know all you want is an oil change. But what about that pesky tire pressure? What about the fluid in your windshield wipers? What if the brand new car you just brought here is actually about to blow up? Don't worry, at Jiffy Lube, they got you covered. For a light, maybe $200 bill, they will check everything that you never asked them to. Whether it's the check engine light, the oil leak light, the gas leak light. They will check it, and if it's not on, now, with the holiday season going, they're offering a great deal. Go to JiffyLube.com, promo code LOWKEY. JiffyLube.com, promo code LOWKEY. That's L-O-W-K-E-Y. And for free, for free, Jiffy Lube will fuck your car up on purpose. That's it. They'll break everything before you even have a chance to. For free right now as a part of the holiday. I don't want any of my listeners to miss out on this deal. This is JiffyLube.com, promo code LOWKEY. Tell them Key sent you. Now, for us adults this time of year, um, it essentially just translates to, all right, what am I going to get this person that I don't really see that much? Um, how much money do I have to spend on Christmas gifts? Uh, wait, am I getting a bonus this year? Do I even have money to spend? It all, it's all stress and sadness. But for these kids, man, fuck, lucky ass motherfuckers, especially for the kids that still believe in Santa. Now, I think I may be the worst person on the planet to bring your kid around if they believe in Santa. My eight-year-old nephew, um, Kamari, he still currently believes in Santa Claus. And I have almost ruined it. I've seen him now twice in the last uh, four days or so, and I've almost ruined it seven times while in his company, while he's been around me. Um, Just like asking my sister what I should get them. I don't understand how to hold up that illusion, mainly because, and my sister was like kind of not getting mad, but just kind of saying, like trying to give me the look like, hey, like shut the fuck up. Like, you know, he, you know, he doesn't know that you get him gifts. It's all Santa. Um, But it's her fault. 
is the issue. It's her fault that I'm this way. See, when I was four years old, I essentially made my mother, um, maybe I was six. I'm gonna, I've been thinking, so at one point I thought I was three when this happened, but then I realized I don't have any grasp of what was going on when I was three years old, really. Um, and then I moved it, so I bumped it to four, but now I think it actually may have been six because I think I would have had a better understanding. Either way, I was fucking young and in school with a bunch of kids that still believed in Santa, and I still believed in Santa at the time. So I go to the mall with my sister and uh, a few of her friends. They're trying to do some shopping. Um, for those of you that don't know, my sister's 11 years older than me. So she's 17 at the time, trying to get into her bag of like, you know, being at the mall, doing whatever the fuck she wants. But my happy ass is just right there next to them. Like, ooh, wait, Santa, Santa I want to go sit with Santa. Which is a creepy, like, how did that trend start? Do they vet the Santas before they let little kids sit on their laps? That's one thing to check. Like, I need, I need fuel, full, if I have a child and they're supposed to be going to sit on some random man's lap, I think I need full documentation on everything that's got him to this point. Because isn't it weird for the guy, like, to, I guess in their minds, maybe they're just bringing holiday cheer, but you're just out here looking for random children to, you know, come sit on their lap and tell you what they want. And while you're pretending to be a fictional character. Sorry to all those listening that didn't know, but Santa's not real. Um, your parents got you that, got you that PlayStation. Uh, or you got it yourself. I, if you're a grown up, I don't know why you would believe in Santa. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of weird trying to even be a Santa. Like, what leads you to that to that path? Is it a failed acting career and you're fat? Like, I think people, maybe people anoint you to be the Santa. If you're, you know, if your weight's a little jolly and maybe you have long hair or something like that. We need to look into that more because how did we end up with this surplus of people that want to dress like Santa? I understand wanting to wear your Santa hat when it's Christmas season, but... To be on the side of the street in the cold in a Santa outfit, what does that do for you? And why does it do it? Just some thoughts crossing my mind. Just something to keep an eye on, probably, right? Um, so anyways, I, at the time, I'm guessing again, I'm thinking six. I think I was six. I The year before, I had taken pictures with Santa, and I wanted to do it again. So that was the main reason I thought I was coming to the mall. Um, that was not in any way my sister's intention. <laughs> she had only brought me to the mall mainly because my mom had bugged her. But uh, so when I bring up the fact that I want to go, you know, take pictures with Santa, she looks at me and she says, you know, he's not real, right? And I looked back at her and I'm like, hey, um, he's right fucking there. What are you talking about? <laughs> What do you mean he's not? Like, I thought I had her ass stumped. Like, I was like, like, he's sitting right fucking there. What do you mean he's not real? He's right around the corner. That's not, that's not, that's some random weird guy sitting in a, in a Santa costume. He's, Santa's not real. Mommy is buying your gifts. In fact, if you want to know what you're getting, you can check in blank. And lo and behold, when I got home, I checked, uh, I want to say it was a closet. And uh, all the shit that I had asked Santa for, uh, well, missing a few items. I mean, I love my mom, but I mean, it wasn't everything that I asked for. Anyways, um, it was in that closet. 
And my mom really hadn't hidden it well either. Like, I'm surprised that it had taken me that long to see where all this shit was. Because, I mean, maybe I just wasn't using the closet that much at the time, but the shit was in plain sight. Like, it's not like she hid him in her room. This was a, this was a normal, like, a closet out in the... I want to say this was just an open space closet. Like, this wasn't secluded. Actually, you know what? I'm wrong. It was the closet in her bedroom. But I always used to watch my VHS tapes in her bedroom. Jesus, in case you want to know how old I am. I was right there on that tail end of the VHS tape generation. Used to watch Like Mike like every other day with um, Bow Wow. That was the homie. But so, yeah. So my sister ruins Santa for me at uh, six. It was nice because we did eat the cookies that I originally wanted to leave for Santa. But now I'm just at this point, and I've been at this point since I was a child, where how could anyone ever believe in Santa? And how could any parent ever allow a kid to believe in Santa? Especially right now. Like, if there was ever a year for any for all the parents to just come out and be like, hey, um, listen, I know you're four. You're four years old, and uh, you've, you've seen all these, like, I've read you these books that put you to sleep at night about Santa and you've you've seen these TV shows these 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 cartoons about Santa but Santa's not fucking real. We don't have a chimney, so he's not going to fit down there. Um if some random guy pulls up in a Santa costume and knocks on my door at 3 to 4 a.m., I'm calling the cops or I'm beating his ass. He's not bringing anything into this house and he's sure as hell not getting cookies. This these are the conversations we need to begin having with children. And I think Santa may be like, see, my, my nephew is always on YouTube. My nephew is always on, you know, these... He, he's been exposed to having a phone and, and being able to see all this information. So when I found out he still believed in Santa, I'm like, then what the fuck have you been watching? None of the stuff you've been watching has, has shown to you that Santa's not real? Obviously, I can't say that to him because I never want to be... Like, I don't want to be my, how my sister was. But at the same time... Like, no, no, no. I didn't sit on this Zoom meeting from, from that was supposed to go from 9 to 9.30. I didn't sit on this Zoom meeting until 11.30 to get you some sneakers and, and have some random old fat white man get all the credit. No, this is, this is Tay-Tay. <laughs> Tay-Tay came down the chimney. Tay-Tay ate them fucking cookies. Um, so, yeah, I... I I I really try to think to myself, if I have children, when will I end that shit? Or will I ever let it begin is a better question. I think it's tough as a parent because you kind of got to beat the kid or you got to beat like the outside world in terms of introducing your kid to Santa. So as soon as your kid, you almost have to, as soon as your kid can kind of grasp the concept of Santa, you got to kill Santa off. If not, it'll only blow up because... Around this time of year, Santa's fucking everywhere. Like, Santa is... I understand. Now, I mean, I I was confused. Like I said, my nephew watches everything on YouTube. But I guess he's watching the shit that has Santa in it. But you gotta... If you don't want your kid to ever believe in Santa, you gotta make make them avoid the Santa propaganda. And I think that's gonna be my bag. Or, 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 hear me out. What if... And this is a classic uh, example of potentially traumatizing a child, but I'm thinking it could be hilarious. If you in your household just push the fact that Santa is like maybe Santa can be real, but he doesn't look like 
the traditional Santa. And I'm not just saying like maybe you have a black Santa. I'm saying you make it seem like Santa looks like Cedric the Entertainer. Like if you just get a fat cutout of Cedric the Entertainer around December and put it near your tree, like, all right, that's Santa. And just have your kid believe in that. I feel like that would be fucking hilarious. In fact, I may try that. It may not be Cedric the Entertainer, but um, I don't know. I feel like Cedric the Entertainer actually is perfect. He's the perfect obscure celebrity where it's just like some kid couldn't be like, I know that's not Santa. That's like you can't do that with like The Rock because The Rock is in 17 jungle movies every year. But Cedric the Entertainer has a niche enough crowd so you could get your kid to believe. No, no, no. He's Santa. He's Santa. Um, And if they ask uh, another way to traumatize them is make them like stern in their beliefs. And I know my kid will be like this because I can be like this. And even if I'm wrong and I know I'm wrong, I'm going to argue for some dumb shit. Sometimes you just choose chaos. I think if you tell your kid that Santa is uh, Cedric the Entertainer and they go to school to argue with. Like imagine getting that parent teacher conference. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Henson, uh, we... We we love teaching 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 little Ray Ray, but um, every December he has this weird thing where he gets he's fighting other kids and it's getting aggressive about the fact that he thinks this man is is Santa Claus, and she slide or the teacher slides you a picture of Cedric the Entertainer. Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? <laughs> am I am I too chaotic for this? Like. I think that would be the funniest shit in the world. Like, I've brought this up in my mind just doing this podcast, and I think I'm actually going to do it. Just have my, like, I'm going to have an inflatable Cedric the Entertainer outside of my house. Have the whole fucking neighborhood confused. Just so my kid can be the kid fighting in school saying, no, 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 no. I listen, I know about your bullshit, Santa. I know about your bullshit, the Saint Nick. Cedric the Entertainer is fucking, is, is Santa. Daddy said so. That's 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 the energy I want my kids to have. So yeah, I just I think if you don't counteract it with some ridiculous shit like the shit I just explained, you're gonna be trapped in this same situation I'm in where um, I bought my nephew's gifts and now I have to time up when uh, he he's he's projected to open his Santa gifts. Um, as if Santa actually brought him something. You know, if we're going to believe in Santa, can we at least, like, maybe go harder on the naughty or nice thing? Like, make him really, really, really judgmental? Actually, that's another way as a parent. Jesus, I'm not a parent, but I think I'm... I need to get parents to listen to this podcast because I think I'm just making things, like... I'm looking out for them. So say you just tell the kid, hey, you were too naughty this year. Or Santa, I got... Or is a parent, just be like, hey, I got... I talked to Santa... Um, me and him kind of went back and forth a little bit, kind of got into it because he was saying you were naughty and he wasn't going to bring you anything. So, um, fuck it. I'm done with Santa. I'm done. Listen, I got you these gifts. Okay. So Santa's not going to be coming here anymore. Um, and, and it's not that you were that naughty. It's just, he was being way too mean and we can, we can, we can give each other second chances. So from now on, I'll be getting you your gifts. Boom, Santa's fucking gone. Santa's a prick in that story. Blame Santa. You need to, we need to stop, again, falling into the Santa propaganda and propping this fake ass man up and just start blaming him for shit. 
hey, uh, yeah, I I begged Santa to get the PS5, but he said it went to some other. He went it went to little Jeremy down the street. That's why Jeremy keeps bringing it up in school, because Santa got it and wouldn't give one give one to us. Um, so. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Maybe maybe you were too naughty for Santa, or maybe Santa's just an asshole. Let's. What if we just get Santa out the house? You know, we can do that. That's that conversation right there is how you how you get rid of Santa. And I just figured that out on the fly, on uh, about four hours of sleep. So any parents looking for advice on this whole Santa thing, please listen to the pod. Reach out to me um, for any help because it seems like. It's not that big. It's really not that hard of an issue now that I've put my mind to it. Um, and I think I might ruin Santa for my nephew this this week on Christmas. I will keep people updated on that. I'm trying to figure out how exactly if I'm going to use one of these more low-key methods that I thought of today. Or maybe I just go in the fucking house and just uh, show him that Santa's fake YouTube and just let him fly through that YouTube stream by himself and, and see where he finds himself after. Maybe that'll be my plan. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, if you listen, please respond. Let me know what you guys feel. And I'm sorry, I guess spoilers uh, to anyone that uh, still believes in Santa. And for those of you that'll take the time to listen to this and respond like, Oh, Keith, I can't believe you 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 hate Santa. I can't, I can't believe you're spoiling Santa. You don't want the kids to know about Santa. Let's grow up. Hmm? Let's grow up together. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Now, I want to do some... Um, this is a topic I actually got from an Instagram poll. Shout out to a good friend, uh, Sophie Borga. This is her idea. The do's and don'ts of Secret Santa. Now, I was thinking about this, and mm, the main things I have are don'ts. And I've only done Secret Santa a few times, but let's just see what we get with it. So I have the first don't I have is don't assume. Do not assume because you saw someone wearing something once that that's their whole fucking life. I know Secret Santa can be tough if you get like you get chosen with someone that you really have no idea about. Don't assume just what I guess the counteraction to that would be what you should do is ask the people closer to them. But when you assume shit, you get that awkward exchange where they are looking at the gift like, oh, what? <laughs> you you got me this? And you're like, yeah, I saw you wearing those. Uh, I saw you wearing that cap that one time. I figured figured that's your thing. So I got you this uh, nice ball cap. Yeah. Um. I appreciate it. And then you know what they do? They either that shit either collects dust in someone's corner or it gets returned in exchange. Um so that's my first don't. Don't assume that someone likes something just because you you've seen them wear it or you've seen them use it once or twice. Um another don't that I have, don't get over like over sexual or over jokey with the gift. So in my fraternity at um, Hopkins, I we did a fraternity Secret Santa, and I got someone that I I just had, I didn't fucking know them, and I was in college and I was broke, and um, I decided I was gonna get them this um, this <laughs> we went to the mall to get our Secret Santa gifts for the people that we got. 
And I think I went into a Hot Topic and got them this, like, dick enlargement cream or some shit like that. <laughs> Thinking that the gift would go over, like, hilarious. And then I get there and I realize that people are giving... It was kind of like Michael at that, uh, at the Christmas party episode in The Office. When he realizes people are giving, like... Like I said earlier, like, gifts that maybe matter. <laughs> um... Like, I remember Ryan, my roommate, gave me a beanie, like, that I actually liked because I wore beanies and it was a Baltimore beanie. And I I had to step up, and we do this in front of everyone, and just give him, uh, I believe it was Phil, his name was Phil Harris. And I just had to give him this dick enlargement cream that I thought was hilarious. And it was just one of those, another awkward exchange where it was like, dude, you don't know me, like... <laughs> Why did you think I would think this was funny? And what if I use this and it fucks something up? Like, do I come back to you? Like, what? Um, so, yeah, just don't, don't over-sexualize it. Don't try to be too funny with your gift. Um, just try to keep it as basic as possible. Like, at worst, like I said, they return it. Just don't offend someone <laughs> by, by thinking something's hilarious if you don't know the person. Um, another don't, this maybe isn't a don't, but try not to just end up with the gift card. I think it just shows kind of laziness. And I was talking about this with my sister or with, um, someone I work with actually today and just kind of saying like it was two or three Christmases ago where I just went and, I didn't feel like anyone really said what they really wanted. So I just got, I showed up to my sister's house where we, everyone was opening gifts and was just handing out gift cards. And uh, the person I was talking to was just like, well, that kind of sounds like you just stopped at CVS on the way there. And I didn't, I never thought about that. So try to avoid gift cards. In fact, if you're starting a secret Santa, you should make a rule like, hey, all right, no gift cards. It's an easy way out. It's, it's, it's showing a lack of effort. And I understand times are tight and, and time is limited. Especially if you have a job that's uh, time dependent, but try to put some love into it. Um, what other don'ts do I have for Secret Santa? Uh, da, da, da. Hmm. Shit, I almost want to say don't get clothes. Um, which kind of ties into the don't assume thing. Because if you fuck up someone's size, depending on the person, they may take offense to that. <laughs> like, um, so you really think I wear an XL shirt? Yeah, you don't want to have that awkward conversation. So I would say don't do that either. Um, do get drunk for the gift reveal. So that way, if it if you do end up in one of those awkward exchanges at least you're drunk enough to the point where maybe you won't notice uh, and like I said these are just off the top of my head because I've only done Secret Santa once or twice um, and I'm pretty sure one time I got it and I got my grandfather and I was like okay this is I'm pretty sure I was living with my grandfather at the time so <laughs> it wasn't hard but yeah those are just some basic do's and don'ts for Secret Santa just some quick advice um, feel free to follow it feel free to um, hit me up with any other do's and don'ts that you guys feel should be covered. And again, shout out to Sophie Borga, um, a good friend of mine, for the topic.
Now, um, I am sorry to and I damn, I didn't realize how fun it is actually to talk about Christmas. It has helped boost my Christmas spirit a little bit. But I do want to spend some time talking a little bit of sports. Just a little bit. Just a kiss. Um, so I went to the Ravens game this past weekend. I went in person. It was fucking freezing. God damn, it was so cold. Um, it was a great game. Uh, the Ravens came up short. I mean, we were injured to hell. And Aaron Rodgers was just tearing our secondary up. But... I get I, I I think I realize why I hesitate to go to these live games is because sometimes I can take the the cheers and the chants a little bit too personally. <laughs> like there were there were Packers fans right behind us and um this is semi this is probably early fourth quarter. Uh some of the Packers fans cuz the Ravens have the move those chains chant for every first down. So the Packers fans start mocking that. And then they start hitting their go pack go shit in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, where it looks like it might they might pull away and blow us out, blow the Ravens out. And the guy, one of the guys sitting behind me was like, Oh, the go pack go is loud. Wait, wait till we win. Wait till the game's over. And that 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 arrogance rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like stand I was with my aunt, so I didn't stand up and say anything, but um then the Ravens storm back, get it down to a one-point game, and they go for a two-point conversion and do not get it. Now, after the game, being at the game, I will admit my emotions were uh, a little high. And um, I was, like I said, freezing and upset about the loss. So I did tweet out, like, you know, we have the best kicker on the fucking world. Why are we letting him watch on the sideline and lose these games? And everyone, you know, kind of hit me back like, well, no, I mean, it was a genius decision to go for two. Um, There's a good chance Green Bay comes back and wins it anyways, just because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, blah, 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 blah. Only thing I say back to that is um, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator who I've had a very up and down uh, relationship with. I don't know why I called it a relationship. It's not like he knows who I am, but... um, he has not been calling good two-point conversion plays. Uh, well, I guess the one against the Steelers, he, we were close. Um, it was just we let the uh, best pa- one of the best pass rushers in the league and TJ Watt, we let him run free. So that that's kind of an issue. And then this one, we run sprint to the boundary. For those of you that don't know what sprint is, the quarterback takes a shotgun snap, and the whole offensive line, all the backfield, Rolls to one side. It's essentially a sprint. You see everyone a damn near sprinting towards the sideline with the quarterback rolling out, um, looking for a receiver down the field. Usually the guys are running comebacks. Uh, sprint can be hard to cover and it can be hard to guard, but when there's not a lot of space and you're two point or you're two yards out from the end zone, everything's a little bit more compacted and it makes it easier to cover some plays. Um, and in the play, we tried to force feed Mark Andrews, who is a dog, by the way. Mark Andrews may already be up in the top 10 for best Ravens offensive player ever. Because you got to realize the Ravens were a defensive-driven team literally up until, I guess you can say, Flacco's Super Bowl run because he was going crazy. But outside of that, up until Lamar, <laughs> the, the, the most historical talents for the Ravens have all been on the defensive side outside of offensive linemen. And I guess um, 
Jamal Lewis, who was our running back um, in the early 2000s. It was great. But, um, so, yeah, Mark Andrews is a monster, and we try to force-feed him on that two-point conversion, but the Packers essentially end up getting two people on him, and we lose the game. And as we're losing the game and we're walking out, more fucking go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. And the part where I get conflicted is I actually love Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers is probably... Outside of Lamar, like, probably my favorite quarterback to watch. Just seeing him live and seeing some of the throws he makes, fucking insane. Um, but that shit, that little go pack go while we're all leaving the stadium. If the Packers make it to an NFC Championship game, there's going to be a part of me praying on their downfall. <laughs> just, just... Just to, in my head, get that revenge on the guy that was saying, go, Pat, go behind me. Maybe it's bitterness. I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah, so it was it was a good time, though. I enjoyed being at the game. Um, concession stand prices are still way too goddamn high, but you got to do what you got to do. I guess stadiums aren't cheap. Um, outside of that, uh, the rest of the division... The Steelers pulled on an ugly-ass fucking win, man. The Steelers just won't go away. Ravens play the Bengals this coming week. And that is a gigantic game. Um, Bengals kind of put it on the Ravens last time we played. I believe that's when I hopped on the podcast and said Jamar Chase is probably a top three receiver in the league. He's still very fucking good, but top three might be a little tough. Um... But we'll see. Uh, we'll reach the point now where it's just prayers for this Ravens team. <laughs> it's just prayers. God, God going to do what he got to do, whatever it is. I just want everyone to have fun. Um, outside of that, uh, did I talk? I think I spoke a little bit about Tiger and his son coming back to play golf. Um, they played really well. They ended up finishing in second. Tiger's son, dude, what the fuck? How does he... I don't know if the kid is just, like, playing into it by doing the mannerisms, but... Wow. It's like he fucking cloned him, except... Obviously, Tiger Woods doesn't look like him, but... Um, no, the kid, the kid, he's fucking good at golf. And I don't know golf that well, but the kid's really good. Uh, what else in sports? Basketball, the league got absolutely... A booty cheek clapped by COVID. So games are getting canceled left and right. It looks like Christmas Day games are going to be disgusting. <coughs> like, excuse me. That was terrible to cough on the fucking podcast. Um, it looks like we may be getting some garbage ass players for this Lakers-Nets game. Like Wayne Ellington and uh, Patty Mills going head to head because of COVID. I don't know if the NBA will reach a point where they postpone the season. Maybe... Take a few weeks off might be the best bet, but right now, man, shit is falling apart. I've already touched on COVID like three times on the show already, but it's just, it's a monster. It is a fucking monster. A monster has been beating our asses. Um, I did want to touch on Kyrie. <laughs> fucking Kyrie Irving, man. What the fuck happened? So... For those of you that don't know, Kyrie Irving has been sitting out this entire season because the state in which he is a member, a team, his team is New York, has very strict uh, vaccine mandate rules where if you're not vaccinated, you can't play in New York, essentially. 
um, you can't play on the New York franchise. Like other teams with unvaccinated players can come in and play in New York. But if you're on the Nets here, you're unable to play, which is kind of weird. But um, so Kyrie officially has been out probably, I don't know how many weeks in we are into the season. And um, he decides that now he wants to come back, but not come back fully. He only wants to do road games. And the Nets, being hit by COVID, decided, all right, you can do road games. So now Kyrie is officially back with the Nets, but cannot play any home games. And within a day of him officially being back, he entered the COVID protocol because his dumbass tested positive. So now if you're the Nets... Um, and I think I saw the stat was now it due to their schedule, he's not going to be able to play since he is only playing away games. He's not going to be able to play till like the first or second week of January because um, <laughs> he's not vaccinated. And now that he has COVID, he has to miss a few games. I just wonder if you're the Nets, man, when do you think about like, all right, we kind of got to pull the plug here. I understand right now because every everyone going down with COVID that you thought it would be smart to maybe bring him back for a few games and help him cover the road games, but when when is when is too much too much, you know? Um I I'm not even one of those guys that's hopping on Kyrie saying everything he says is stupid, you know, he used to be flat earth, you can't listen to him. That's not what I'm saying. Um the only thing I'm saying is if you are a Nets team that is, you know, acquiesced with everything Kyrie has brought to the table as far as you can. You can't acquiesce with this really because it's the law, but do you just think to yourself like, all right, man, we got KD, we got Harden, we got to try to figure out a way to get rid of him and try to get pieces, even though Kyrie's sitting there saying he'll retire if he gets traded, which you might just have to test his word. Um, Trying to find a team that would want to test his word with you, I guess is a little bit tougher, but yeah. Um, no, Kyrie Irving is uh he is he is a he's a, I don't know, it's a mystery almost. But welcome back, Kyrie. I will see you in January playing, I guess. Um Anthony Davis got hurt again for the Lakers, so that's not really a headline, but just letting you guys know. Sadness on this side. Um Damn, what else is going on in sports? Uh I talked football. College football playoff happens starts on the thirty first. Um, will be interesting. I have not watched a single bowl game, though. Um, I think I've kind of gotten to the point now where I only really want to see the national championship unless, you know, the other bowls are, are two interesting teams or maybe I'll watch when Maryland plays in that pinstripe bowl. But um, for now, I'm I'm chilling on the college football bowl season. They try, they're trying to make this bowl season their March Madness. And there's just no real capturing what the March Madness feel is, you know. I'm excited for that to be back and for my bracket to be fucked. Um, Speaking of fucked, my fantasy team, as I've referenced before, worst regular season record. But it looks like we actually, so it's only six teams in our league, but it looks like we actually, so everyone made the playoffs. And it looks like my squad actually be winning round one. 
because now is the perfect time to get a win now that I already have to wear a fucking romper. Also, hashtag romper body challenge. Please, again, share any uh, advice, content, questions, anything so we can get this challenge going. Thank you. Now, wrap it up for today. Um, so what we watching, what I'm listening to, yada, 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 what I'm reading. I know the joke. I'm not, like I said, I have a book that I got assigned that I'm going to have to read soon. So maybe I'll share some tidbits from that here in the coming weeks. But now I'm not reading much. Um, what I watched, I went, so I put that podcast out last week on Friday. And in that podcast, I said, don't fucking spoil No Way Home. Uh, while I was recording that podcast, I thought to myself, somebody's definitely going to spoil that shit. So I bought tickets as soon as I finished recording and I got a way to go in and I watched it and I'm not going to spoil it just yet. I probably could, though, because it seems like it's everywhere. All the news is everywhere, but um, it's fucking dope. That's all I'll say. Please go check that out, please. Uh, I think it hits on all the nostalgic pieces. I think it does great character building, some character redemptions. It's... <sighs> Flame, please go fucking see that movie. And maybe next week or something, I'll do a full review of it um, with, you know, what actually happened in the movie. But for now, no spoilers. Um, What I've been listening to, uh, a little bit of Christmas music here and there, like I talked about. Um, hmm. Damn, I actually have not been listening to that much music. Music, it really comes, it's up and down with me because... It'll take a good project to bring me back to a point where I just want to bump music. Like, my natural tendency right now is not to bump music. It's to listen to, like, a podcast or something. Maybe it's just because of, um, you know, me picking this up. But, um, so, yeah, that's it. Short and sweet. Uh, Thank you, guys. Well, I guess the episode was a little long, but this little segment was short and sweet. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. Please like, share, follow, subscribe, whatever the fucking verbs are. Um, Thanks again. Uh, And have a happy, happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And, um, oh, I'll talk to you guys before New Year's. We can talk about New Year's and how fucking annoying it is next week. And in case you guys aren't hearing this, uh, fuck you. We trim the tree How much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas The fireside is blazing bright We're caroling through the night And this Christmas